It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you on a Monday. I am Boyd Matheson, and we have a lot to get to today as we uh, try to do all of those things as we slow things down a little bit, dig a little deeper, and uh, really help you try to connect the dots and make the news make sense today. And there is so much of it. Uh, locally, nationally, we're going to hit it all as we go through the next two hours, one to three, every weekday here on KSL News Radio. And as we always begin this show, it's this moment of the day where you think you got it figured out, and we're here to tell you. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Now, the reason we go to think again uh, is not because you got the news wrong, but part of what we want to do on this show is to stay with the question a little longer, uh, to just give it a little more thought, get some more angles on it. Because too often we we rush to judgment. We do this instant certainty thing where we think we, we've got it all, where if we would just step back and take in a little bit more, ask a few more questions, bring in some additional perspectives, we can get better ideas, we can get better solutions. And whether that's a, a solution for you individually, in your family, in your community, for the state or for the country, uh, we always want to make sure we're, we're going a little deeper. And we're going to begin the show today in a really interesting space. Uh, we're going to talk about ranked choice voting. Uh, this is one that a lot of people don't quite understand. Some people think they understand. And those that do uh, have some pretty strong opinions about what they think they, they know about this. And so we want to think again about this in some unique and, and different ways today. And so very pleased to be joined now by Salt Lake City Council Member Amy Fowler. And uh, Amy has been one of those that has been part of this whole process. Uh, Salt Lake County uh, is part of a group that uh, may pilot some of these different uh, ways to get uh, our voting done and done better and get more people involved. And we appreciate uh, Amy joining us on the line today. Amy, how are you on a Monday? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. You bet. Well, let's let's start with the with just the basics for those who aren't familiar with ranked choice voting. Uh, give us just a, a little synopsis. What's the Reader's Digest version of of what it is? Well, it really is what it sounds like. Um, you have a group of candidates and instead of just picking one candidate, you get to rank your candidates. Usually um, the way that I think it. Generally speaking, you get to rank up to four candidates, and then through there, you kind of go through and figure out um, who got the most number ones, who got the most number twos, you know, just kind of. And so you have a little bit more um, options than just picking one person. Um, so it really is kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> So so it gives you that opportunity. Some people say it, it changes the dynamic of, of how people uh, do their politicking and the the attacks and so on, because you uh, one of the real keys, I think, in a ranked choice vote is you do want to be 
uh, if you can't get everyone's number one vote, you at least want to be their number two. So you have to have some level of, uh, of confidence that you can do that. Uh, we know that the Salt Lake City Council uh, has uh, moved forward in terms of this pilot programs that were author- authorized and signed uh, by the governor. Uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, why Salt Lake City is, is engaging in this process and what you expect to see uh, moving forward. Well, we have not um, we have not actually voted on whether or not we're going to do it yet. We had a briefing on it at our last council meeting last Tuesday, and just to give all of the council members um, the background with it, and then some time to think about what they what they want to do. We will like, be voting on it on the twentieth. That's the last day that we would be able to um, to actually vote on it in accordance to. Um, so through notification of this, we would have to notify, let's see, the Deseret News by April 22nd, excuse me, the Tribune by April 22nd, and the Deseret News by April 27th. So the last day for us to vote on it is the 20th, which I anticipate we will be doing. Okay. Uh, and there's there's a lot of pros and cons to this. Uh, some people uh, think it will save money because you could eventually uh, not have a, the same kind of primary system. Some say it would be more expensive if you have uh, multiple you know, pages of ballots, if you have a number of people on a ballot that you're ranking. Uh, some wonder if people will stay with it if there's that many names on there. You raised a really important point, uh, I think, in, uh, in your last meeting uh, about public outreach and education, that somehow if you do vote to move this forward on the 20th, uh, that part of that has to be a communication strategy uh, equal to the policy strategy. Yeah, um, you know, we have had record-setting numbers of voter turnout, and that is wonderful. And I don't want um, people to get intimidated by something and then not not vote. That's my biggest concern. My, I really want to see our numbers for voter turnout continue to increase. And so it's important for us that if we, if the council decides to go forward with this pilot program, that we really uh, have the space and time to educate the public on how this works. As you mentioned, people think they know, and then sometimes they don't. Heck, I don't even know all of it, right? <laughs> and so I think it is really important to have that education piece so that um, voters know how they're voting and what they're voting on and how it works. Um, it was very similar to how we had an education piece when we started mail-in votes, mail-in ballots. And it really is just to make sure that voters voters feel empowered to vote and not intimidated by it. Yeah, it's it's so important. Uh, An uncertain voter rarely votes in the end. If if they're hesitating, if they're vacillating back and forth, do I get it? Is it going to be too complicated? Is it going to be painful? Uh, then chances are they uh, they won't end up voting. Well, this is a this is just such a fascinating topic, uh, and I think it's an interesting one. And uh, we will keep our eyes uh, rolling into the twentieth uh, to what happens there on the Salt Lake City Council. And again, really pleased today to be joined by Amy Fowler, uh, who heads that council. And uh, any just uh, in our last thirty seconds here, Amy, anything that uh, you would hope to dispel out there as again you start looking at this process and what it means to voters. You know, I I just want to make sure that people understand. I think that this is a way to increase the number of candidates we have um, and to increase. This is not 
I believe that this can be an opportunity to really get people who feel disenfranchised more engaged in our political process. Um, and so we want, again, that goes back to that education and making sure that people really understand and know that there are really good benefits to this type of uh, voting. Fantastic. Amy Fowler from the Salt Lake uh, City Council. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to continue our conversation. Uh, We're going to have Jay Evenson, who's uh, probably written on this subject more than anybody in the state of Utah. He's going to give us some of his perspective, some things he likes, some things he's concerned about as we stay with the question just a little bit longer on the expanded Inside Edition here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.